Welcome to Car Talk with Matty J, 98.9 Northwest FM. Another Tuesday night, more car-related topics. Uh, tonight we'll be talking all things Mitsubishi Lancer Evo, or Evolution. Um, for, for those of you who who are cool and say Evo, man, it's an Evo. Um, I'm joined in the studio with uh, Reese K. What's going on? How are you, man? Not bad. And been a while. It has been a while. And Mr. Anthony Falk. How you doing, Matty? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Always good when I see you guys in the studio, which is always a lot of fun. I'd like to say the same. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm a, I'm a pretty ordinary guy. Can't I? Really? Like, I'm 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 not really great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So tonight uh, we're going to continue with our series of um all about. So they're going to it's going to be called the all about series. So for example, last week we did all about WRX. Then this week we're going to do all about their mortal enemy, all about Mitsubishi Evo. Um, we'll get to that a bit later. But in the start, Reese, you had a couple of things you wanted to, a couple of questions you wanted to bring up before we get started on the show. Sure did. I really wanted to talk about, you know, like when you're going to fix something that, you know, could potentially be broken. What more will, you know, would you guys actually go to while everything's getting taken off? Okay, so it, dep- it depends on the, on, on, the, on the part. For example, if it's suspension related and, you know, if I'm going to do, let's say, you know, Change change my you know my struts and you know, and you know, you know shocks or whatever it is. You'd have a look at you'd have a look down there if there any bushes need changing. You know tie rod, you know, tie rod ends and, and stuff like that. Um, if they're there and they're accessible and they're cheap and they're not and the parts like are, are pretty on their way out, you may as well do them while you're under there because then it'll be cheaper because then you can get an all aligned and stuff probably when it's when it's back together. Makes sense. It does make sense. Um, engine wise, I mean if you're if you're doing, I mean. It's all sort of hard to say. I mean, depending on what sort of car you got as well. Yeah, big big time. Well, for instance, you know, I just had uh, coilovers fitted yesterday. and uh, nice, nice firm ride now. certainly is. <laughs> but, you know, they tell me while they're there, the radius arms in the front are uh, gone. And I do not actually have lower control arms at the moment because yeah. the arms there, the bolts there, but there's no bushing. Okay. So, it's probably not know, a good thing I'm in the old SS. Starting to think, you know, while it's there and I'm out, you know, do I do like sway bars... Uh, tie rod ends, ball joints. Well, we'll talk before the show um, through through a company called Whiteline, and Whiteline's pretty fam- pretty famous around the world with their with their you know, aftermarket um, you know, and, and performance parts. Um, and through through our through our place of work, we can we can get those parts. You know, very cheap. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yes, cheap. Um, staff price. Staff price. <laughs> <laughs> cough cough. Um, but. You know, it, it is probably worth it in in terms of you know it's an they're an upgrade. They're tried and true white lines. They've been in the game for years. You know, it'd be worth if you're going to replace them. You may as well get them for the the better versions. And if it's going to be cheaper, if not the same price, I'd be I'd be all over that. I reckon that'd be that'd be the way to go. Well, what do you think about that, Anthony? Um, look, definitely. Look, if you've got all those um, half of the components already off, and you've got easy accessibility to it, and things are on their way out, or if you are planning on you know, obviously changing over and taking coilovers is going to, you know, potentially cause more wear on some of the parts that you do have there. So why not just reinforce it? Just supporting mods, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how many people think that bushes are mods, but you know, overall, if it's um, better products, better uh, composite material of it all, wears better, um, and it's right there in front of you, just do it. Yeah, I complete completely agree. I reckon. I reckon if it's if it's out or if it's ready to go, or if you're if you're planning on doing something and you may as well, like Anthony said, we, we've talked about this many times on the show, supporting mods. 
I reckon it's a it's a it's a great investment. Um, that that'll probably make everything. I mean, your coil levers would feel great once you've got all the bushings and everything. It's going to feel a million bucks. It's going to feel like so much. Well, better. I, I kept wondering like what the thumping was, you know, in the rear yeah. to find out that the um, like the bush that sort of holds the diff in place isn't there either. <laughs> diff bushes, yes. So it's um, probably a good idea to yeah. to, to get on top you of have that. To risk, sort yeah? of, I guess, put the money aside. I mm. just think, you know, well, coilovers is... Um, maybe not the priority right now, and maybe the diff <laughs> yeah, is making but, sure um, secured. Had, had the coilovers in anyway, so now I catch up. <laughs> well, well, well now, now you know what's wrong with it anyway, because um, yeah. you, you would have done a Petters, right? Yeah. And, and they do a full, like, you know, safety they inspection. They do a full check over it, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I, I mean, they're the suspension gurus, so you'd, you'd assume that they'd give you, you yeah. know, proper I, advice. I've always found, like, I can't always quite get in and get everything checked just on jacks and stands. It's hard, man. That's why, like, you know, it's going up in the hoist. They're going to have a completely, Better you know, look at it. up yeah, and, yeah. And they charge, All the more... like, $20. <laughs> All the more reason to get a hoist. Every man needs one. Every man needs a hoist. So, Vini, if you're listening, I'm getting a hoist, uh, to, like, next week. So, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be on the side of the house. We Go can on, order mate. them at our place. Well, we can. Can we? <laughs> oh, jeez. Almost bought a garden shed through through work. <laughs> I didn't know we could get garden sheds. Yeah, <laughs> same ones that are at Bunnings. No way. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's anything, man. I'll make it happen. All right. Messier for the win. See, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um. Now, Anthony, uh, you, you, you've got you've had your car tuned. Yes. And you haven't been on the show since you've had it tuned. Oh, I'm not too sure. I think I may have. Did you? I can't remember. Oh, I, I thought I thought you did. We're gonna do it the. You had it all it, ready it, to go. It, it may have been the case it was the week prior to okay. that I was on, but you know if we have said it, we can always go through it again. Of course, you know. So it's, it's uh, all been tuned. You got two sixty-two kilowatts at the rears. Correct. So step in the right direction. Not quite at three hundred yet. You'll get there. But um, yeah, definitely on its way. Definitely on its way. And I've, I've personally been in this car, and it is very quick. <laughs> it's um, it's a surprising tune. Um, so smooth, like yeah. I was, I was in, it was incredible how smooth that, that tune. Yeah, is exactly. Um, you know, a lot of obviously each tune is very different in in what they do, but um, the guys that I had basically tune it um, was Blue Power yep. uh, up in Camberfield. Um, they're very much their bread and butter is your Fords. Yeah. Um, so they know exactly what's going on and and how it all works and what's best for it. They're not going to go and Obviously, you never know really what condition your engine's in, but they'll do their best not to blow it up. Um, <laughs> well, you'd hope, you'd hope so. Yeah, of, of course, of course. You know, they, <laughs> they take the they take the sensible you know protocol uh, according to it all as well. I mean, um, normally in my car they would run about nineteen psi of boost, um, but due to a few other factors in my car, they're currently running sixteen. Okay. Um, so it's the case that they're not going to go and push it more than it should if it's not safe. Yeah. Because obviously the last thing they want to do is have the engine go bang, which yep. is the last thing the customer wants to do either. Exactly right. Um, obviously, I'll be bringing it back down to them for a, uh, a performance Some tune, terms. as they say, yep. uh, where they go through all the sensors, um, chuck back on the dyno, change over all the fluids, get genuine, uh, in this instance, genuine Ford filters on the oil filter and the, the oil um, oil and fuel filter. Yep. Um and we'll see where that sort of gets us as well, but that'll be retuned as well and hopefully get a bit of a boost. Yeah. Because um, there was a few little things that they were sort of questioning at the moment because they said from a standpoint um, my car was starting a little bit lower than okay. what they expected. Yep. Um, normally they expect the manual um, XR6 turbo used to be about 230 at the rear wheels from factory. Factory, yeah. 
Um, I was starting at about 217. Okay. So already as a standpoint, I was a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, but they said that can be a few things depending on the oil that you've got in there as well as, um, you know, your filters and things of that nature. Too. And also you got to remember though, like your car's on 120,000 Ks. Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 you know, general wear and tear does happen. Exactly. And, um, and I mean, you I mean, always lose power over the, over the life of the car as well. I mean, mine's a 2009, so... You know, it's been going on for, for a bit of time now. It's almost coming up nine years. I mean, considering, what, like 13 kilowatts in the space of nine years, it's not really a lot. I no. Mean, I mean, essentially, no. essentially, with a good service, you'll get it back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And again, it, that all comes down to the oils you put in and the filters you use, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens next service and hopefully get uh, get a little bit more power out of that one there. Just just from the standpoint, <laughs> before we get to any more mods yet. Well, um. It's a, it's a different experience because you in comparison in comparing your your one to my brother's one. My brother's one's got the bigger turbo, so it's a bit more laggy. But when it hits, his one hits harder. Yours is just linear all the way through. I'm surprised for a turbo matter how linear it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other part as well. Um, I guess your you soonest comparison when you get to a supercharger. Um, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. It's just there's like no lag. It's yeah. just it's weird. <laughs> yeah, like the the turbo when it kicks in, you feel it kick in. Yeah. but it's just it's not not a punch. It's not. A kick, it's not surprising you expect it to be there and it just goes. Yeah. Um, comparative to, to, to your brother's Luke's, um, where obviously he's running a little bit more, more than mine, being the BABFs, yeah. and he's getting closer to 300 than what mine is. Um, but his was very much just harsh, I guess you would say would be the best way of describing it. It's nothing, nothing, bang. It, it, was, it was like old school turbocharging, like, yeah. like, like really just, you know, nothing, nothing, lag, 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 and then boost. You yeah. Know? It was, it was, it's, it's a completely different car. Yeah. Exactly. But then again, that all comes down to the tuners that you use as well. Um, you know, I'm not too sure who Luke did tune. It was all with Herod. But, okay, um, with Herod. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously, you know, Herod do a different tune comparative to Blue Power in this instance here. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other tuners out there who, who they'll have different work comparative as well. Yeah. Um, but it's it's surprising the difference that each each tuner and how things can sort of go and how they can sort of get that graph as, as smooth as they can. But... In this instance here, it's a prime example. Yeah, it's it's just two different tuners. I mean, two essentially similar cars, but mm. bigger turbo, smaller turbo. Um, but just yeah, it was just it's, it's, they're, they're, if you drive them back to back, they're, they're chalk and cheese. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're they are that different. Um, look, we're gonna go to our first break of the night. We're gonna go to a song by FM84. It's called "Running in the Night," feeling f- featuring Ollie Ride. We'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Manny J. Still in the studio with Reese and. Anthony, Mr. 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 XS6 Turbo and Mr. SS Commodore Wagon. Um, we're talking during the break about uh, about your sound systems and stuff, and, and um, under the sea subs, they go all right. They certainly do. One's designed for a ute, and I thought, hey, if one's good enough for a ute, maybe two will be good enough for a wagon. <laughs> I still, the problem with my wagon is I still use it a lot with carrying stuff. Yeah. I'm always that idiot that has to help everyone move and tow stuff around. Guy. I am that guy. But it's, so, a good, it's a good one to have around, though. But the best part about hideaway subs is when someone looks in the window, stops potential theft because there's nothing to actually look at. Exactly right. True. Whereas, Anthony, your, your sub's in the middle of your ute. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it is a ute, and look, once you chuck to the left or the right, you hear the difference. It yeah. has to be in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or you go two subs. So, I mean, uh, that, that's... That'd be a bit overkill in a ute. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, already I'm at seven speakers in the universe, so I mean... <laughs> seven? Yeah, so Whoa. far. As I said, it's two, two in the rear in the rear, rear of it, two in the doors, and two tweeters. And then I've got the sub in the middle. Yep, far out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> in a ute. Jeez, that's what I got in my wagon. <laughs> 
Uh, well, we better move it on to um to the car of the week. Um, so this is all about Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. So um, this is my little spiel about it, and then we'll, we'll I'll, I'll discuss, and then we'll talk together as a as a as a cohort. Does not seem like my uni lecture now? Um, but yeah, the Mitsubishi oh, Mitsubishi uh, Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. As mentioned last week on, on on last week's show, the Subaru WRX is its closest enemy on both the rally stage and on the road. Uh, Lancer, Lancers have long been used in, in rally well before the 1990s, but it was the Galant in the in the late 80s that flew their flag. Like the Legacy, the Galant was a was a very similar in size uh, to the Legacy, uh, being a mid-sized sedan, and with um and the companies found with rally stages getting more and more tighter, smaller cars were needed to, to, to you know to, to fang around the you know the the super, super stages and, and to get better times. Enter the Lancer for its comeback tour in 1992. Uh, Mitsubishi, we saw from Mitsubishi, we saw the Evo one hit the scene. It carried Mitsubishi's tried and true 4G63 2-liter turbo engine hooked up to a 5-speed manual and all-wheel drive. Unlike the WRX, the Lancer was was based on a front-wheel driver, so uh, it used a transverse uh, layout. Uh, the Mitsubishi Evo One was a smash hit, selling out really quickly in Japan in the Japanese market. Although new to Group A rally, it used a it used a um, a good bit out of the Galant to mix it up with the big boys in Subaru's WRX. Lance's Delta Integrale, Ford's Escort RS Cosworth, and Toyota Celica Turbo, or GT4. Uh, before long, it was time for Evo 2, which which had a small which had small upgrades to the suspension and, in, and a small increase in power. Evo 3 saw the first gen's final form, with a revised body kit for more flow, more power from a bigger turbo, and a um, dope starting role alongside Jackie Chan, as he's a Mitsubishi Evo lover in his movie Thunderbolt. 1995 saw the new shape. Uh, which brought along with it Evo 4. This brought along uh, Active Your Control. So what Active Your Control is, is a computer-controlled uh, differential that sends torque to the wheels with the best grip. So it's all, it's all done by computer. It's not done mechanically. It's mechanically controlled, but it's done all with a... Automation. Automation, like a, a little bit of a brain. Um, so uh, Evo 5s and 6 were, were were pretty much more the, more the same, but grew bigger body kits, bigger wheel arches, and had more power. Some people regard the Evo 6 as the most raw Evo for uh, for road, and this brought along with it the special Tommy Mackinac edition uh, Evo 6, which is very sought after and arguably the best Evo to be made because of its because it was very raw and it was the last of the you know proper Evos that people regard them as. Uh, the third gen Evo uh, Evo series came out in 2001 with the Evo 7. This was based on the larger Cedia platform, which was heavier due to FIA forcing Mitsubishi to follow WRC rules and not to follow Group A rules for homologation. For homologation. You might uh, have thought that that's it for Evo at this stage because you know they were going to be big and heavy and slow, but you you were very wrong. Mitsubishi honed it, and when it got to Evo 8, uh, made them arguably the best four-door sports sedans in the world at that time. Um, it was so much more focused on the WRX or STI. Its inputs were more direct, and its tunability from basic mods was unparalleled by similar cars in the segment and at its time. Uh, due to this, uh, special models were made outlining their, outlining their power, and the FQ400 was, was dom- dominated when it came out, and as it was made famous by Jeremy Clarkson being, <laughs> being thrashed around a track and keeping up with and being as quick as a Lamborghini Murcielago. The downsides were the terrible, were the already ter- a tricky clutch was ter- was even more terrible. Fuel economy and maintenance costs were far greater than that of a standard Evo 8 because it's got more power and it was a lot bigger strain on the car. 
Nevertheless, the Evo 9 came out, for, and for the first time, they offered a six-speed manual. Uh, the final gen Evo came out uh, with the Evo 10. This is the final Evo to be made. It was a bigger, heavier version than the one before, but in typical Evo fashion, uh, it handled better the, handled better, and went harder than the previous version in standard trim, not the FQ series. And it, it, along with it, brought a new engine. For the first time, the 4G63 was no longer used. It, it turned to an all-aluminium all 4B11T. It was now available with a dual-clutch transmission as well as a manual gearbox. Mitsubishi announced in 2016 that the would be the end of the Evo and that they will create one more edition, the final edition. This model has slightly more power, but was was refined. It was a fitting send-off to the Evo, even with an old platform it was based on. By that time, the Mitsubishi Evo was about eight years old for that shape. The Lancer will end in 2018 with no successor, which which will end Mitsubishi's small car uh, small car segment vehicles um, as like as they like other car companies are focusing on cars people want like <clears throat> SUVs. Um, in the future, so in the future, they are thinking of using the Evo name for a hybrid car, but I think that's just a bit crap. Yeah. Because Mitsubishi Evos were always synonymous with road-going rally cars, and to put them on a hybrid, yeah, probably not my cup of tea. So that is you getting uh, getting all to know about the Mitsubishi Evolution in under five minutes. Um, that's a that's pretty much your crash course, Reese K, on on Evos. Oh, thank you, thank you. Anthony's a bit, a bit of an Evo fan. Uh, we, we did see the 4G63 come in a few other engines, uh, a, few, a few other, a few other cars too, with the with the Airtrack, which is the Mitsubishi Outlander. Yep, Outlander station wagon, again a little bit down tuned, but uh, very very solid. Very solid. Um, we also saw it come out on the Galant, which was, which, mm-hmm. which was the engine it came out of. So the 4G63 was a very uh, even in, in was a, was a very good engine, but in the states it came in the um, Eagle Talon and the uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, so, so like the Diamond Star Motors cars they had over there. So it's a very well, well, widely used engine, um, but it's a it was a very good engine, and that's what made you know, Evo so tunable because they, they were just you could just bolt on and just make huge amounts of power out of them for not really a lot of money. Now I will say the fastest car I've ever been in. I've been in some fast cars. Was in, was an Evo Nine that, that was like a modified Evo Nine. It scared the living shit out of me. It was it was it terrified me. That's how that's how that's how quick this car was. I mean I've been in some fast V8, some fast turbo cars, but but this thing was on another level. What impressed me most about it, it was that okay it's hard to drive they've got a really really heavy clutch like, not, not heavy clutch but like it's a clutch that's not easy to get used to was the the grip that this these cars have it was it, when, when, he, when my mate took me in it it was absolutely insane um i to, to this day it was pouring down rain and he just switched it to gravel mode and it stuck like it was like it was dry it was insane so if you want a car that, that that's going to stick stick like glue you buy Mitsubishi Evolution um now, do we think Mitsubishi did the wrong thing by getting rid of the Lancer and hen- henceforth getting rid of the Mitsubishi Evo? Well, they've been a very popular car for a very long time. They have been. Um, it's like I think they're saying, oh, okay, well, there's no point in having a in having a standalone model like a, like a you know, like a turbocharged sedan model if if there's not going to be any base model for it to be based on. One, the R and D would be a lot of money, and two, you know, if if I mean, if they're taking anything out of Subaru's book, the WRX is still selling really, really well. So I, I think they're they're losing a market there. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, it's always been a competition. It's always been as they've always been going on. Um, WRX for Evo. Yeah, it's it, everyone talks about it. it. It's like it's like Skyline vs Supra, uh, Holden vs Ford. Uh, exactly. Know, Evo vs WRX. That's exactly. Just, that's just what and, it is. and now it's just the case of WRX is still going on, but um, yeah, no Evo. It's it seems like it's. Um, 
Yeah, a little bit silly. It is a bit silly. I mean, um, I can see like Mitsubishi's in a, in a bit of a bit of a pickle with money wise at the moment, mm. and they have been for a few years. So I, I, th- I do understand their point of sinking, like for example, you know, a couple million, like a few, how many of a million dollars into into a project like this would be a waste of money probably for them, or they don't have the resources for it at the moment. Mm. But considering they've already got all the rally heritage and and all the um, you know, pretty much because the Evo Ten still today is a really good car. Like you, mm. you, you know, you, even though it was outdated in, com- in comparison to like let's say you know, uh, like the late, latest model WRX or or a Golf R or RS. They're still a very capable car. Mm, I mean, if you definitely. just if you just update it, um, you know, and bring it back, it'd be, it'd be, it'd, to me, the Evo was was the king of the all-wheel drive going rally cars. So I reckon it'd, it'd regain its spot pretty easily. Mm. Yeah, look, as I said, it's um, you can understand business business way of things as well. You know, when they do uh, run a little bit dry, um, they need to have a look at other avenues for it. Um, but again, in saying that, when you've got such a, a history behind that car, you think that they try and continue it on, or at least in that same style of actual car, not going into the Evo hybrid that they've got. Because I mean, it's not really an Evo. It's not really, and that's what um, a lot of people are complaining about. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and understandably so. Um, but again, you, you you're losing a, a big part of the market there when you've got such a cult following going on with it, when it always goes down to the the Evos and the Rexes. Um, so, I mean, do do you need necessarily a base model to be having it based off? I mean, you've already got the history behind it. Um, they could just make a standalone model. Yeah, exactly. And and people would still buy it. Oh, 100%. Um, again, because it's been going for so long, it doesn't really need a base model. You're still going to have somebody chasing it. Yeah, you still, there's still going to be a need for for you know for 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 a Mitsubishi Evo. People yeah. people want Evos because Evos were you know they were arguably I I, I stand by by the same. I think they were the, the more focused car than the, than the WRX. I love my WRXs, but I think they were that they were that much more focused. And you know it, it shows it showed on on the on the racetrack. I mean when we were at Winton that day. You know, that Evo was faster than, than that Porsche that, that put G, GT3 Porsche getting around mm. the track, and that was an Evo 9 with you know just modified. That, that shows how capable these these cars are. Um, okay, they were they were quite expensive when new, but you know considering all the performance you're getting, it's 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 pretty damn good. I mean, for like they came at about 60, 65 grand. I mean, you're getting into FPV HSV territory there, but you're getting arguably you know same or if not better performance, smaller car, quit, they're quicker. More agile, massive all drive. drive, massive aftermarket because you know mm. Japanese cars have got like a huge aftermarket. I think I think that um, you know Mitsubishi's Mitsubishi's onto a big loss without without the Evo. I mean, it's a bit weird them getting rid of the small car segment altogether with the Lancer because even today like the Lancer's that, that body shape's like ten years old and it's mm. still such a popular car. Like yeah. you still see heaps of them on the road. Exactly. So I think that's um, a bit of a loss on Mitsubishi's on Mitsubishi's side because they need to start a uh, GoFundMe page <laughs> for Mitsubishi. Go, GoFundMe Mitsubishi Lancer, Evo Lancer. <laughs> maybe the you know maybe they're starting to think you know there's that side where they're made from. They're starting to get bigger. They're not you know as petite as they used to be. Maybe that, they need an SUV just to fit them all in. Oh, <laughs> I mean. Let's be honest here. Like the the, the first Evo, if you have ever seen like a, like a first gen, actually, we came across one on the on the freeway a few a few a few months ago. Oh, that chopped me, yeah. Yeah, that chopped you. Yeah. Secretly chopped me, and the exhaust fell off. Yeah. <laughs> and it was smoking up a storm. That thing was I don't know what the hell was wrong with that thing. Long story short, in Mexico, uh, of course, um, we were on the freeway coming back after the show in Mexico, 
because because we filmed there. Um, and he pulls up next to Reese, and he's, he's like, and he just goes, and Reese is like, "What the hell? This thing's." Sm- I couldn't even get traction, and this thing's smoking up, gone. Just like smoke from the exhaust pouring out, and he's just wow, going nuts, and we're like, and the, we're like, "What the hell? <laughs> Where did this come from?" James couldn't keep up in the NPS. NPS, no, yeah. Couldn't. It was. I'm like, geez, I wish, I wish, I, I, wish, I, wish I had the F6 there, mate. <laughs> Come on, mate, you still would have been chopped. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Uh, you you would have you would have been all right up against it. Oh, it would be a challenge as long as I got traction at the rear end would would be all right. But uh... Mate, I'll just get um I'll just sit in the back and uh, yeah. in the back of the U and yeah, yeah exactly down and you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be right. Yeah, a few cement bags or, or one match <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm classified as just a cement bag anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest here. Cement bag is a little bit more useful, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, and other this is what we have to put up with. And you've been putting out for a long time. Uh, I mean, we, we've been friends since what? Primary grade, school, grade, grade four, five, yeah, grade, grade four, four something yeah. like that. I regret the day I said hi to you. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. now you bust my balls at work. You, you, he comes. Ask Reese K. Reese K. Does he, he not come? Ahead. He calls ahead. I, I'm I'm the, sure I'm, he does. I'm unofficial staff. <laughs> Pretty, well, he comes and he starts working. Uh, the, the other day, <laughs> on Sunday, um, we had, we're doing load, <laughs> and. Um, and Anthony's in, and I'm doing. I'm doing a trolley. For, uh, we're in the filter aisle. He's putting filters away, and Jim's like, "Who's he?" I'm like, "Oh, he's amazed. Like, he's putting stuff away." I'm like, I'm "Like, yeah, he, he pretty much lives here." He's like, "That's because oh. he does Second more than Jim." Yes, that's what. If someone's doing more than him, he wants to know who they are. Big shout out to Jim because he asked me to give you a shout out today. Um, <laughs> he said he'll pay you. Yeah, so get some money. Mate, I'm I'm expecting some money for this shout out, Jim. Um, I'm expecting. I don't know. Actually, that's probably a bad thing to, to give a chance to keep money off him. I need some readies. He'll buy you some readies. But uh, pack, pack a Winnie Gold and then I'll, I'll be well off you, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but look, I reckon the Mitsubishi Evo throughout, throughout its years um, was was a really, really cool car. It was kind of a bit forbidden fruit for us because we, we never got one, two, three, four, and five. We got six onwards here. Mm-hmm. Well, we got six, we didn't get seven, and we got eight, nine, and ten, like, a, like a, as official as official cars here. But um, we've obviously got one, two, three, you know, four imported, imported um, as, as, you know, personal imports or grey imports, which is which is perfectly fine. And that's another thing we're going to talk about next week about the, the law changing because that's going to make it a lot harder for us to get imported cars, mm-hmm. which is a real pain in the ass. And it's just a, it's a big... It's a big uh, screw you by the government to us, to us car enthusiasts. But um, we'll get to that again because we live in the biggest nanny state of all. Um, but Mitsubishi Evos, uh, that we see how capable they are. They're, they're, they're practical. I mean, they're, they've got a boot. They got you can you can fit five people in them. A few bodies. A few bodies. <laughs> um, I mean, let's be honest here. For for like a, if you had, if you had, if you needed a car that was a, that could you could, that you could daily and that you could you know drive. Yeah, you know, that's practical, and you could you know, drive on the weekends or take it to a track. A Mitsubishi Evo is the way to go. It's up there, definitely. Up I mean, there. there's not there's not many cars you can say. I oh, just just put just put a set of you know a set of pads in like a race set of race pads and fluid, and you you just take it to the track and and we'll go all day without pretty much you know any strain, provided that it's you know probably maintained. probably maintained and and like not over boosted off its head. Having said that, they can take a lot of boost on factory. Um, my mate's one was like running twenty four psi. And that was just that was just with um, an intake exhaust. What else did you have? Get the, get, obviously injectors, fuel pump, and stuff. But um, it was just it was insane. It was like lag, 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 lag. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, definitely, definitely one of, one of those really really cool cars. And and a car that Mitsubishi, if you're listening, please 
bring back the Evo. It doesn't have to be based on Lancer. And please don't make it be based on an SUV. For the love of God, don't let it be based on an SUV. And no secondary batteries any nearby. They don't need hybrids. We don't, we don't need hybrids that are, that are road-going rally cars. We need, we need WX combatants. We need Focus RS combatants. We need uh, Golf R combatants. Something that's going to take on take the fight to the other w, to the other all-wheel drive, you know, uh, you know, beasts that are on the road. And, and Mitsubishi's played, you know, that role for so long and just to see him say, ah, oh, well, you know what? We don't really, really want to be any part of it anymore. Um, it's a bit of a kick in the nuts to us car guys. We're going to go to our next break of the night. We're going to go to a song by uh, Trevor Something. It's called Miami Nights. We'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, Stop James from Mervis Movies. He's kicking back in the studio. There you go. Not bad, mate. Not bad. Um, still in the studio with uh, Reese K and uh, Anthony Anthony F. That yeah, does, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Mr. XR6 Turbo and Mr. SS Commodore. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite Evos. And Anthony said during the break, probably obviously the coolest one, which was the Evo 8 Wagon. Yep. Well, yep. Was it Evo 8 or Evo 9 Wagon? I think it was a, I think it was, might have been a 9. Maybe a 9. Yeah. I can't even remember. Either way, it's that same sort of shape overall. Yeah. Um, but you never see them. I, yeah. I know. I know that they're not actually importable in Australia. Here. Which is weird. I mean, that makes no sense. Like, surely, like, because you can still get Evo MRs, like, you know, like imported, yeah. but you can't get Evo wagons. Evo wagons. Apparently, it's going to be too damaging to the market. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There, there was not that many made to be damaging to the market anyway. Yeah, but uh, hey, look. Let's be honest. I'm sure if we really, really wanted, you'd be able to manage it. You just get yourself half cut. <laughs> get a MIG welder. Yeah, no, no, not not even not even saying welding it. I'm just saying just get yourself a duct tape. WD40. Get yourself the half cut. Obviously, drive line wise is going to be a little bit more different when it actually comes to converting it, but it's still an engine swap. True. Just on the old uh, Lancer wagon. Yeah. Or alternatively, you actually import the. Okay, I'm not going to say this one. <laughs> it, it, it's highly illegal, but I was going to suggest uh, something to do with a VIN number and, uh, <laughs> and chassis number. But uh, Pro- probably not a good idea on radio. Anthony yeah, you, you guys can assume what I'm going at here. But um, <laughs> in Mexico, keep, keep that in, in garage. Yeah, yeah. But it, I swear it's it's. I swear it's an ES. I swear, officer, it's stock. Um, my favourite Evo is. I mean, there's two. Evo 6, Tommy Mac in addition. Tommy, a Tommy Mac Evo 6 is pretty much like a Holy Grail Evo. Have to get it with... Gonna look it up. Gonna look it up. Have to get it in the red with the, with the, you know, the, the rally stripes on, on the side of it. Um, all white. All white, yeah. They, they look hot in white too, actually. Yeah. They, look, they look damn good in white. Um, one of those, because they're, you know, they're the last of the proper raw Evos, as, as people used to call them. Um, but two, because they're, they're pretty light and, and agile, and three, I mean, look at it, it's just stupendously, like, massive guards and, you know, fat wheels. I, I, you know, I think they even had the Enki the White was at one stage, I believe, which are really, really good-looking wheel. Um, but my other favourite Evo was the Evo 9. Yeah, pretty much what you're looking at right now, Reese K. That spoiler is big enough to fit a whole family on the <laughs> dinner, man. They're insane. It's a big wing, big chicken wing, that one. Um, I mean, but that's what made Evos fun. Like they, they're just stupid. Like they, they look stupid because they're awesome. I mean, the body kits are just crazy, crazy, insane. I mean, the only bad thing that comes with Evo ownership is Lancer drivers when they just like make their they put those crappy body kits on that make it look like it look like an Evo, but they're not an Evo. So you so you say and be like, hey, that's not an Evo, and they've got Evo badging, but it's not an Evo. So like, uh, like Marty on Marty Carmots, <laughs> Team yes. Evo. <laughs> I, I know shots fired, but. Shots fired. Come on, it's it's not an Evo. 
Uh, I think that was the joke he was getting. Uh, yeah, we, we, we know. I, I, I'm just getting at the point. I, I agree. It's not. Ha- hashtag Team Evo. <laughs> um, but he chopped the actual t- Evo 10 on the, on the straightaways. Yeah, yeah. That was quick. Yeah. We had no weight in it. That's why. Um, but then it blew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, need, he needs a 4G63 swap ASAP. Uh but imagine making that all-wheel drive. That'd be that'd be pretty dope too. Mm. Like you know, it looks like a standard Lancer, and then just like chop you with all-wheel drive, and that that'd be that'd be cool. I'd I'd, I'd be all for that. Um, what else? Cool. Uh, Evo Nine to me because one, the fastest Evo I went in. Well, the fastest car I've been in was an Evo Nine, and two, because I reckon they're the best looking Evo. They were really clean. Um, Evo Eights, they're the same shape as Evo Seven, Eight, and Nine, but um. Evo nines had like like a big triangle in the middle, whereas like Evo eights were like you know on the grill uh, were really clean and and mm-hmm. more refined. They actually looked like a really really nice car. Mm-hmm. So I, if I had the money, I would buy one. Um, value wise though, like their Evos hold their value crazily well. Yeah, definitely hold their value. And that's one thing that really like that, again market. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's one thing that you know that personifies those value cars for the road. I mean, if you look at you look at Mitsubishi Evos, you look at you look at WRXs, you look at Focus RSs, you look at anything those all that's remotely you know golf r's yep they hold their value crazily well because you know they 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 are sought after because small light small market fun fast yep relatively reliable most of the time yeah (laughs) most of the time depends japanese yes euro i'm talking i'm talking talking evo here okay talking evo here yeah reliable um I mean, but some Evos would be some Evos would be like, no, Evos are the worst piece of junk ever. Um, they break gearboxes, <clears throat> six speeds. Um, but in terms of um, in terms of like a good car, if you say if you wanted to have a good track car race, honestly, there I, I wouldn't put anything past the Mitsubishi Evo, just because you can. They they are pretty much a track car already. Just as I said before, pads and fluid, and you're 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 all, all over all over the track. Day is fun. Days fun, um, and and like like we mentioned before, that that Evo we saw at Winton was just that was it was going ham, like it was going nuts. It got the quick, it got the quickest time of the day. Yeah, destroyed it. And that was an Evo nine. Yeah. You know, so I think it was even registered too. Uh, I, I believe. Yeah, so, I think it was road registered. Too. Yeah, so that's so that says a lot for the for the Mitsubishi Evo. Um, we're gonna go to our last song of the night. We're gonna go to a song by uh, uh, BT. The song's called God's Speed. We'll be right back after this you're back on car talk with manny j uh so we've talked all things all about evo um but now we're going to talk about the ss owners club so reese k you're part of the ss owners club certainly am uh you you wrap the ss sticker on the car and uh yes i do and um being being it's, it's like probably one of the biggest car clubs in australia to be honest with you it is massive sponsored by shannon's so by being with them i get like 15 percent off my insurance um 10 to 15 percent off autobahn um, they have dedicated panel beaters that if you smash your car, they, you know, your choice of repairer can be any of ours. So, like, I think it's called Bay Panels in um, Portland. They're, like, a massive, massive supporter, what, which what, everyone goes to. What about my cousin Moe's shop? You're going to come there as well? That, that's who I'm going to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the smaller shops. <laughs> they don't miss as much. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. um, they've just gone from, uh, in the last sort of few months, they've gone from free membership to paid membership. Okay. So to actually be able to... Is it expensive? About about $100 a year okay. uh, for a single, which sort of gives you access to a friend to sort of tag along. Um, otherwise, families, they're doing like, you know, $150, two adults and a couple of kids, basically a car full. Um, 
but then they're going to do stuff like, you know, because they do a lot of colder um, cruises and stuff like that. They'll have, like, food trucks there. They're going to give, like, vouchers and cool. stuff like that. So, you know, you go there and you might get a $20 voucher towards food. So for a family and stuff like that, you know, it sort of chips out a bit, especially when you're paying so much in fuel for these cars. Big time. But in regards to, you were saying during the break, how big their, uh, their, their meets oh. are. It was insane. Like yeah. you, you they said, have, you they like have. 7,000 cars worked up like a They have sort of like. That's nuts. I didn't know it was like 7,000 cars with like SS's in like Australia. Yeah, <laughs> man. They have sort of like, they have about twice that just on their Facebook following. There you go. But then you've got like, for instance, the Australia Club. Yeah. And then each state has a club. Okay. And then like Ballarat, for instance, they have so many Commodores that they actually have their own club. That's it's just, just Ballarat SS Owners Club. And, you know, a lot of guys just put, you know, like, say, you know, you know Victorian member when they're talking online, you know. Yeah, when, forums and that, yeah. Yeah. So they had, like, a, a meet at Lawn okay. a few months ago. For, I think it was their fifth birthday. Maybe about 7,000 cars rock up. Bloody hell. But it's from, like, you know, guys have original blue meanies and stuff like yeah, that. You know, stuff, real yeah. old. It's pretty much anything with sort of five liter and above that, um, it's an SS that get out. Yeah. yeah. So... Massive. They decked out lawn completely. I mean, you see, while Holden's finishing up, well, they have finished up, I should say. Um, they've kept the Commodore name, but they've got they've dropped the SS. They have now. It's a six-cylinder turbo. Twi- yeah, turbo. Terrible. How's the SS Club, Club going to react to that? Are they going to accept them? I don't think they so. are not at all. Really? Are you no, that's V8s or nothing. Okay, there you go. So six-cylinder people are already like shunning. Holden and such. <laughs> we actually have um, these stickers that one of our club members have made, and we've all bought them. And it's basically like, you know, Holden from, I think it was 1948 to um, 2017, RIP. So okay. we're basically saying Holden has stopped now. Yeah. We're not continuing with whatever goes on from now. It's just going to be parts that are hard to find, but other yeah. than that. Ah, oh, I mean, they should still make some stuff here and there. I mean, it's an LS-based engine as well, but you're in your car, so you'll be fine. LS all the like, um, Camaros and that run them over overseas yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's they're. I mean, they say LS hashtag LS the world, or but we Anthony and I say hashtag Barry the world. Barry, I'm a Coyote the world man. To be honest, Coy- like, after Coyote seeing the that world. Ford Ranger that had the Coyote, that in was it, pretty dope. I'm they cut lie. off the front of the car to fit the motor in, and then just weld everything back on. That's crazy. That's pretty sick. That's yeah, illegal as. It's illegal as, <laughs> but it works. Look, um, we are out of time. Uh, thanks for coming on, Reese K. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, uh, Anthony Felt. No dramas, mate. And um, I'll see you guys same time next week, 7 p.m. Uh, like and share our Facebook page. It's Car Talk with Matty J, T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J. Uh, if you've missed any of our previous episodes, um, you can listen, we've got the link on our Facebook page uh, to the links to Shad Engine. Or if you prefer iTunes, look us up, Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review our iTunes page so we can get higher up on the iTunes ranking so we can get this show, this show more... Out there. Out there. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, taking the words right out of my mouth. Um, but in the meantime, I will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. And take it easy.